0: This is The Immigrant View, a podcast for immigrants by immigrants. Welcome to the show. The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantNetworks.com. Hello, everyone. It's a great pleasure being here with you again. Welcome to another wonderful podcast episode. This is The Immigrant View. My name is Ayo Owaduni. Just a quiz of the day, by the way, or should I say info or something cool that you should know. The name Ayo means joy. um, And Owaduni means money is good to have. Uh, I've had so many conversations around that name. So whenever um, I'm speaking to people, I like to just share that. So hey, that's something new that you've learned about me. My name means being joyful. And it also means uh, having money. So uh, I'm waiting for that money part to start rolling in as soon as possible. Anyway, welcome to today's podcast. Please, if you can, just click on the like button or the favorite button and leave a comment uh, when you can. It it helps with the whole algorithm thing and um, gives other people an opportunity to be able to hear about the podcast, learn from it, and be inspired and be educated by some of the information that is shared here. We have a very special, wonderful guest Unfortunately, we try to make this thing happen several times, but it took prayers, it took fasting, it took all sorts of this for us to finally make it happen. So I'm really excited to have her here with us today. Um, she has been a member of the Bramelia community since 1981. She'll tell us more about that later on. Um, her beliefs, values, and courage to advocate for people are shaped by her professional and professional experience a certified multi-systemic therapist, behavioral consultant, counselor. Um, She has been a voice for families and children of all ages. Uh, She has worked in several therapeutic programs and organizations, Associated Youth Services of Peel, Youth Substance Abuse Program, Peel Children's Center, the Reach Out Center for Kids in Peel and the Halton region as well. Uh, She is also a counselor, Uh, in, uh, I can't find what region exactly right now. My apologies, I should have that information. Um, But she's a counselor and she lives in Ward 7. Who am I talking about today? Please join me to welcome Charmaine Williams. Counselor Charmaine Williams. Where are my manners? My apologies. How are you doing today?
1: (laughs) I'm very well, Mr. Joy.
0: (laughs) I can see the (laughs) joy shining
1: through this podcast and it's an honor and pleasure to be here this morning and yes it's just perfect that this happened after Easter I guess all of the prayers and fasting during the Easter season has led to that's finally being able to get together and do this podcast so I, I'm, I'm blessed I'm blessed
0: <laughs> I find it funny I, I was reading something on Twitter a few days ago and you know some Nigerians were saying that that the time that they've ever been the holiest is when they've submitted their visa application to come to Canada. And that time period between submitting and receiving a response, they're like, they're the, at their holiest, they're <laughs> praying. If anybody abuses them, they say, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this must be the plight the of every immigrant coming into Canada.
0: <laughs> but I, I think it's important that... Um, you know, as I think about that, I, by the way, to listeners, I just came back from Nigeria. So you'll probably hear me reference Nigeria a few times. I think it's important. Many of us should go visit different places because um, mm-hmm. it's made me grateful for where I am and mm-hmm. um, happy. You know, sometimes you can take what you have for granted. Yeah. Sometimes you can be so focused on your challenge. But when I went back and I saw some challenges that other people were going through, I was like, man, I ain't going through nothing.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, what exactly. First
0: world problems, okay? <laughs> yeah, like my Wi-Fi is not working. Okay,
1: yeah. That is not <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem.
0: So it's quite interesting. But it's a great pleasure having you here, Counselor Charmaine Williams, um, of the city of Brampton. Yes. Um, tell us your story. We'd love to hear more. I believe you're a second generation immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, kind tell of.
1: Us. Yeah. Like, well, I, I did immigrate from England in, in 1980, moving to okay. Brampton. I was very young. So, um, it, I am first immigrant, but you know, I was so young that, you know, I grew up in Canada my whole entire life, um, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, so I, I am the first Black woman elected to Brampton City Council. Thank you so much. And Fantastic. I started my term in 2018. Hmm. And uh, it, it's it's an interesting journey, but it didn't start through, you know, poli-sci courses or um, visiting Queen's Park and and being a heavyweight political or involved in, or even involved in like writing associations and all of those different systems that lead down uh, people down a political path my journey started through the work i do in children's mental health um, i began my career in in, in 99 98 99 and um, I, I started working with um, young people, children in group homes and in social services and progressed to working with parents and, and families. And, and, and that, that journey really just made me really look at how our systems and children's welfare and children's mental health and adult mental health um, really impacts how people thrive in their communities. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so I found that, you know, when I'm doing this work with a family or an organization, and I have a caseload of around eight, and in some organizations, 25. I'm like, we are doing such important work in getting people back on their feet. Why aren't there more of us? Why do we have to hold a caseload of 25 when mm. we, if the government would just invest in our organizations, we could have more of us doing this work. That would lead to less recidivism and, you know, get people on their feet and and back into healthy status so that they don't have to rely on our social um, mental health systems
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so asking that question often I would always get told well it's the government that makes these decisions for Maine, or <laughs> you know you, you have to talk to your local um, counselor your local politician and make it known these concerns and so for me I'm especially because I study multi-systemic therapy and that's mm. understanding the driving factors to behavior and looking at a, a um, you know, all of the different systems that impact how people function. I, I, I always would be asking that why, but why is that happening, getting to the bottom of it? And so I figure, you know, if I'm always being brought back to politics, maybe that's the table I need to sit at in order to influence how our systems are operating. And so when the opportunity came up for me to run for city councillor, I, I took the leap of faith and, and I ran. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, but that was also driven by some other stuff that I can get into, but I don't want to, <laughs> if you have any other questions about that piece then. <laughs> well,
0: what what would you say were challenges that you faced thinking of um, when, when you were thinking of running?
1: Well, you know, it, it, the, I had, okay, so I have five kids and my last baby was born in September
0: 23rd,
1: 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, six days after I had Malcolm, I had a brain hemorrhage, this pretty Ooh. significant brain hemorrhage um, that left me in the ICU. I was an, unable to walk or wasn't able to see, it was pretty touch and go. And it was scary. And during that road of recovery, I had many nights um, by myself in a hospital bed, just thinking about all of the things that I could be doing that I should be doing, and Mm -hmm. really had to reflect on why I was stopping myself from just going for those goals and achieving those goals and doing things that are outside of my comfort zone. And I realized that, you know, if God didn't take me, then he's not finished with me. Mm. So therefore I I need to, to just have faith and pursue what's in my spirit. And uh, so that's really what drove me to say, I'm going to run. Mm. And I didn't think about the barriers, the Barriers, I, I, I knew that there were, it would be difficult, but I just said, you know, I'm going to just go for it. Why not? I was on maternity leave, because, so I wasn't working. And I was able to invest all of my time after being cleared by the neurologist that I was okay and not at risk of another brain hemorrhage. Um, I just said, oh, I'm going to go for it. And so I did it slow and steady. I just door knocked and, and met residents and listened to what their concerns were and came up with some strategies to address their concerns. Hmm. And I guess that resonated with the people I was speaking to because I ended up winning the election.
0: <laughs> that is just phenomenal. That is so phenomenal. Wow. What a, what a story. Were there any, any points where you doubted yourself or you felt members of let's say family or People felt, "Why are you running for office? Why you?" Was there any point in time that that crossed your mind, and how did you overcome that?
1: Well, well, Ayo, we are children of of immigrants, and we are children <laughs> of a generation where you go to work and you come home, and you know you don't rock the boat because <laughs> you know <laughs> we you just be grateful that you're in this country and you have opportunity. And, but, you know, you don't, don't get into involved into things that you just don't know about.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) So I had barriers from, from family saying, and, you know, but it was just, it's just driven by fear. And I had to remind, especially my close family that, and my parents that, you know, how can I have fear when you all overcame the greatest fears in coming to a foreign country that you knew nothing about? Right. You, you know, immigrants are the strongest people in the world because mm. you're taking risks all the time in, in going to a new country, setting up a life there, navigating a system that is foreign to them. And, and so, you know, I, I would have to keep reminding them that that strength that it was in you is in me. And that's why I'm doing this. And so, my message to immigrants who are out there we are in this country, and the same opportunities that are for the Canadians who've been here for years and generations are the same opportunities that you have.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And you're probably stronger and more able to accomplish those goals. So, just go for it. Just go for it.
0: I think it's um, what you're sharing is so so powerful. Um, I remember I was, um, the co-chair of my son's, um, my son's, uh, what, what is it called? A uh, student, uh, parent council. Mm-hmm. And I was the only immigrant that was on. And there are many immigrant, uh, children in the school. So I remember I was, you know, complaining to the principal, uh, about this. And he said, you know, I O, we sent the same mail out to every single parent. Mm-hmm. You're the only one that showed up, right? You know, and I—I I felt, and maybe I'm sure many people would probably disagree with me. I felt I—I I didn't have any base of arguments at that point anymore, right? Um, because I received the mail and I just put it in my calendar and I just showed up that day for the meeting. Um, mm-hmm. whereas it was mostly Caucasian parents that showed up, um, and it's been the same set of people that have been part of parent council for so long. Um, I was the only male and also the only immigrant that showed up uh, for that meeting. And uh, for the prince, it was like, well, what do you want us to do? We sent the message out to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Why would love your thoughts. Now I'm in Waterloo region and you're in a totally different region. So I would say in terms of the um, demographic, it, Uh, The numbers are probably very different Mm
1: -hmm. in terms of
0: regions. But why do you feel that happens um, where we are not fully involved Mm -hmm. uh, as often as we should? But when something goes wrong or when something happens, we're ready to complain and share our thoughts with the media and with different people. Yeah, we just love your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's a a question that I get asked office often about, you know, engagement. And I I often say that sometimes our systems do not encourage people like you and me to get involved. And Mm -hmm. it is, but we're not encouraged to get involved. But we still need to because Mm. our what we our community needs to understand and what all immigrant communities need to understand is that this is a very eurocentric education system it's a eurocentric health system it's a eurocentric policing system um and these same systems we operate within and we know through colonization through history it's never it's never welcomed us in these spaces Mm. um and but we have to, you don't have to be invited to be in these spaces. You can just right. go. <laughs> just show up. <laughs> just show up. And, and, and so the question you have to ask is, if we're not there, then who's speaking for us?
0: Mm. And I mm.
1: think that's the question that we as immigrants and we as people of color and, and however you identify, if your community that is not being... Um, uh, uh, not being supported, if your community is not represented in these meetings, then who is speaking for you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And so you, you, you have a child is, you you said your school has a number of kids who are, are obviously people who are visible minorities or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's the correct term nowadays, but um, those parents may not be attending these meetings for their own reasons maybe because you know as immigrants you work hard you're new to a country you've just got to hustle and so you trust this education system because you know it's canada people just say well i'm in canada now so my education kids education is going to be good hmm. it's going to be fine that assumption that our education system is superior to other co- uh, countries in the in, a, in the in the world it, is very very flawed you have to really Mm. look at the outcomes that our education system produces and i've heard from many nigerian people and many people from the caribbean who say well why is my child being pushed back a grade when in in kindergarten and grade one they were learning maths at a grade four and five level Mm. they were doing their times tables at a young age right so that is so so true right so you've got to look uh, and, and you can't just trust that at these teachers here from a very Eurocentric system is going to have your child's best interests at hand. Mm. I know some of the things that I'm saying may be triggering for some people, but these are the facts. And that's why in Peel, we had, to, there was a huge inquiry, but the, the government, the conservative government, boldly took the step to take. And that is investigate anti-black racism in peel and it found staggering and startling results that showed that it is a serious issue that is leading to more black and brown students dropping out of school or having lower success rates in our education system so if the facts are showing this We as immigrants and people of color cannot just come and say, oh, you know, Canadian system education is great, and not be engaged in our child's education. Hmm. We have Hmm. to. I know you work hard. I know you might not have the time. You might be tired, but you have to get engaged in your child's education because they will fall behind. If your child isn't that type of child to do it themselves. (laughs) I know every child is different, right? But you have to go. You have to get involved.
0: I like that. I I like what you're saying. And, you know, school is just an example. There are so many other areas as well that's, you know, we could talk about if we don't get involved. Who's going to raise that motion at the meeting? You know, that will lead to the conversation if we're not there to to have it. So how how did you? prep yourself to run and what did you do I know you had mentioned you knocked on a lot of doors but what, what did that what was that whole process like like did you have to go fill out a documents did you have to go mm-hmm. get some godfathers and godmothers to sponsor <laughs> you like I I don't know what was that process like from the oh, idea yeah. to actually the day of voting and things taking place
1: well, municipally is different than provincial and federal government. Um, but municipally, I I had to get the form and get about I think thirty endorsement signatures from people who lived in in the in Brampton in the area and uh, be and submit those documents. Pay I think a hundred dollars for the filing, and that was it. And I was registered as a candidate oh, to nice. run. And after that, I just went and knocked doors and um, I had, I had a campaign manager that was excellent and knew what to do. And that's always a key to find a good campaign manager. And um, um, we were able to get some fundraising dollars. People just started sending some money towards me, which is amazing. And, uh, and from there, I just, uh, I just had to keep on going and keep on door knocking. That was the best way to do it. But Right now, I am currently the Brampton Centre PC candidate in the next provincial election. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. <laughs> Thank you. Come on. <laughs> it's all the systemic stuff, right? Like I need to get to the province in order to really do larger policy mm. um, um, deep dives and, and looks at what we can do. Um, th- so that was slightly different because, you know, when you when you get involved in pol- provincial and federal politics every area has something called a riding association or an eda and which is federally mm-hmm. and and i'm telling you this is one of those places where the, the system is there for people to get involved mm. but if you don't show up who is speaking for you mm. and riding associations is one of the most important facets to determine who is going to be your representative in these elections? And mm. our communities need to be at that table. So go online, find out your address, if to, to whatever party you feel you connect with. I'm a right. conservative, um, an Ontario PC. Um, so that's who I connect with. And you have to go... And sign up and become a member of that party and become a member of your local riding association so that you can have a voice on who is going to represent your area in the next election. You need to do these things <laughs> because we're not represented at these tables.
0: Hmm. That's that's uh, wow. That is powerful. So we, we have a challenge, everyone. Everyone listening. Uh, there's a challenge laid at the table. We got to get involved. Uh, we can't just um, uh, do our nine to five and think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a need to be able to go in a bit deeper. So I'm going to ask a controversial question. Okay. Um, prep yourself. <laughs> you
1: <know.
0: laughs> uh, in terms of partnership support. So I was having a conversation with my wife and we were talking about the um, I forgot her name now. I'm oh, skipping my, my, my mind. Uh, the judge in the U S the federal judge who just recently is a judge Jackson. I believe her name yeah, is.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. What a historic moment.
0: Yeah. And you know, my, my wife said something controversial to me that made me fall off my chair. And she's <laughs> like, you know, we, we don't say this to you men, uh, you black men, we say it amongst one another, but she's like, we feel that the reason why she was able to get to that place was because of the support of her husband or partner, uh, and he's open to that because he's white. He's not black. So I was like, "What? Why? What are you talking about? What do you mean with no support? Of course we do support." So I am interested in hearing about your uh, support from your partner. What was that like? And what has that been like? Um, has that created any uh, were there any conversations that needed to be had and have there been Mm -hmm. tough times I think it'll be great for us to know this I know it's a controversial question but (laughs) it's a personal question but that's okay (laughs) I I think it'll be good for us to be able to learn it so people know what they're getting themselves into
1: yeah yeah
0: and what sort of challenges you know could come up at home and how do you start prepping for something like that as well
1: Mm -hmm. well you know what uh, my husband is amazing. <laughs> he is black, <laughs> and um, and he, like so many of us in our community, because politics is not an environment that is very welcoming of of black people. He was really nervous about me entering this um, realm and uh, getting involved, and so he had his doubts, and he had, and he was vocal about it. And but I, I'm also. I'm a black woman, I'm resilient and I'm strong. And I, <laughs> I just said, I, I wanna do this and I think it's gonna be good for us. And so he switched his gears and said, okay, well, I'll be as supportive as I can. And for me being a mother of five children um, and, and you know working full time, And stuff when it came to me running in this election my husband just said figured you know the best way I can be supportive is to help out with the kids as much as they can Mm -hmm. and so he has been you know that's been the the biggest support that I could get it's being able to go do what I do because I know my home is okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and uh -hmm. so yeah and and that's the thing you've got to just not, I'm not even gonna say that it's been easy you know we have our challenges and stuff but at the end of the day we know we've got each other's back and I know that he's supporting me even in this provincial run he's like okay you know I I, I don't I don't force him to come with me to events in fact that he he'd rather not and to be honest it's the easiest way to go with him home because that way I don't we don't need to hire babysitters right mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when I go to events, I roll solo, but I I'm okay with that um, because I know that he's he's supporting me in the best way we can, and that's at, at the house. So, yeah, it, you know, I think this is the important piece. Um, men and women need to support their their significant others' goals and aspirations, and um, it, and when egos get in the way, that's when you have the most challenges, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not that kind of person. He's just like, whatever you do, you, honey, I'm here.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's, that is really encouraging to hear and um, at least know how you were both able to figure that out. I think that is, that's a challenge that I've heard of several times where people are not uh, sure how to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, how to go about it. And okay, who, who watches the kid? Okay, you want to do that, but I want to do my own thing too. Right. Um, and it's requiring both of us um, doing extra. So how would we make that work? So thanks for uh, allowing us to dive into the personal uh, <laughs> um, and, and um, learning from you on that. This has been awesome. I think you've provided some really great challenges uh, for all of us. Now, if you are not a citizen. And you're an immigrant. So I I think that holds you back in some ways from getting involved in certain things. Mm -hmm. What could people start doing now while they wait for their quote unquote citizenship? So you're an immigrant that is a student. uh, And um, you're, you know, you've just finished school and you're probably just trying to, you're just looking to work. You're yeah. trying to survive. You're trying to stay. <laughs> right. Or you just arrived recently and you are a permanent resident, and, you know, citizenship yeah. is not for some time. What could you start doing to start getting involved in the community now? Well, this is the, the question you have to ask yourself is if I'm an immigrant and I'm
1: really looking to get my status, my PR or my citizenship, what are the best places that can help facilitate that? Isn't it politics? You need, to be, you need to know who your federal MP is in order to get your immigration papers sorted out. So mm-hmm. wouldn't it be better that your federal MP or your f- local federal um, uh, political system or your provincial system or your municipal system know who you are and know that you're an upstanding citizen and engaged in the community? Mm-hmm. That's how people get letters of support.
0: Mm.
1: And why not get that letter of support from your local MP? that they can vouch for you that's why I say politics is one of the most important um, platforms or systems for all of us to be engaged in it starts and ends with politics Mm. because and and so I vote when I go door knocking now uh, and I meet young people who are say they say I I don't I can't vote because I'm just PR I said well why don't you come volunteer right because when you come volunteer and you are engaged in your, your local MP, MPPs or city councillor's office, that also puts you in contact with so many other people who are in different job sec- sectors or, you know what you I mean? And, and so the networking capabilities is huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So mm. learn those skills and uh, and, and get engaged. It's the best thing you can do as a new immigrant. Go to your local government system and say, "Hey, I want to volunteer. We love volunteers. We'll always <laughs> volunteer. If you're interested in volunteering for me, I'm in Brampton. <laughs> Same <laughs> plug, Brampton Center. I'm the PC candidate. Come on down. Love to have you volunteer.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's we need awesome. more
1: boots on the ground. Mm. Mm.
0: councillor williams thank you so much for your time i I feel like i've learned a lot Uh, definitely inspired um and encouraged to to take action so thank you so much for your time today we do appreciate it
1: oh thanks for having me and uh, i really appreciate all of the kindness and the questions and like i said reach out
0: Yeah,
1: or Williams at BramptonCenter.org.
0: <laughs> I was just about to share your email address with people. <laughs> <laughs> Please reach out. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Why don't you do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or colleague? The Immigrant View is brought to you by immigrantsnetworks.com. Hi, I'm Nick Narani, founder and CEO of Immigrant Networks. Listen, if you're an immigrant or an international student looking to find a job and expand your network in Canada, Immigrant Networks is for you. Immigrant Networks, we say networking to get working. It is a community built by immigrants just like you to help you overcome one of the biggest challenges that immigrants have when they come here, and that is Finding and retaining a job. Visit our website today and get matched within days with someone from your profession and learn and grow. Immigrant Networks Networking to get working. Music provided by Bentsound.com